0: This month on Devil Times 5 we're going to try and talk about the bush without sniggering too much As we go down under G'day, you are listening to episode 65 of the Devil Times 5 Horror Podcast And this month we'll be talking about bear Australian horror movies Or drop bear Australian horror movies if you will So let's throw a bunyip on the barbie and get ready to chew the fat by which I don't mean get our mouths around an Aussie man's erection They call me the Wild Rose but my name is Cliff Barnes and where women glow and men plunder Pez dispensers, you'll find Emily McQuaid, Brian Eno and Luke Poulton <laughs>
1: G'day!
0: And instead of our previously billed actual Australian guest who isn't able to make it we've brought back a classic devil but he's going to have to pretend to be an Aussie throughout the recording and he's got off to a strong start. I can see that he's been trying on some new thongs and now he's holding a stubby It's the much missed CJ Lines.
2: Hey. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna say good day. You've already said good day. I've already checked that one off the, the Aussie bingo card. <laughs>
0: uh, you could have just called us cunts, am I? <laughs> <laughs> Eight bloody months since you were last here, CJ. What have you wow. been up to? Watching lots of films in preparation for when you ask me back. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the doom of having to get back into horror that you yeah. don't like anymore. <laughs> I, lo-
2: I love I love horror movies. Just just not. These ones.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Spoiler. No, fucking furries, mate.
3: It was like less horror, just like fucking bleak this month, man.
0: Yeah, it was the downer. Not all of them. Uh, why don't you kick things off, CJ, with your homes and aways? I mean, your highs and lows from okay. like this, this month, the last eight months, whatever you fancy.
2: Oh, wow, last eight months. Oh, I haven't thought of that. Um, I'm going to say my, my high for this year... So far, uh, it was a film that is, I think, a couple of years old now, uh, but I only watched it for the first time a couple of months ago. Uh, Deer Skin, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the Mr. Wazo, uh, film, <laughs> which was just magnificent, so so violent, so funny, just wonderful, and it had a real sadness to it that, uh, just worked perfectly with all the escalating bloodshed uh it was a yeah beautiful film loved it
0: yeah it's great i'm sure we've talked about it before because me and luke saw it at the london film festival what would it be in 2019 i think
4: Mm. yeah i think it was yeah
0: about a bloke who uh buys a deer skin jacket and decides he likes it so much that no one else in the world is allowed to wear a jacket
1: (laughs) (laughs) i saw the trailer for this a while ago and i thought it looked amazing but i've not got around to watching it yet
0: it's very good it
2: it is amazing i highly recommend it
0: Oscar-winning actor in the lead role as well, which you wouldn't expect in a film like that. But
1: it's the guy from The Artist, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Is it Jean Dujardin? Is that his name? Yeah. John of the Garden. <laughs> John of the Garden.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was my... And your low? Uh oh, my low. Oh, my God, where do we even start? I'm not even going to attempt a low the last eight months because there's been so many of them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go with my most recent low, uh, which I would say was... The very belated watch of Fear.com. Oh, <laughs> love it. Yeah, I, I, I never watched it at the time, and I'd never watched it when it was released on video. It's got spooky
3: on DVD. gifts. Don't yes. go on that spooky website. It's got spooky Gifts.
2: <laughs> that spooky website called fear.com.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've obviously had self-preservation for the last 20 years because I've not bothered to watch it. But there it was on Netflix and I thought, "What oh, a horror <laughs> film I've not watched. And yeah, now I've watched it, but I, I wish I hadn't. It really is pitch.
0: Yeah, it's shit.
3: I disagree. Bryony.
2: Uh, my high is fear.com.
3: no it's not (laughs) be sensible Um, CJ's back so I have to disagree with him at all points no my high (laughs) is um, a film that we'll be discussing next month is a pin what a weird film what Mm. a weird weird film what a weird inappropriate film it's amazing I don't want to give too much away it's basically two very sheltered children dad is locked from lost and he's a creepy doctor and he's a shit dad and instead of like doing parenting he has this anatomical doll, like life-size human anatomical doll, who um, he gives a vice-fire by doing ventriloquism. And then mentalness ensues. A nurse shags it.
0: I mean, you're giving him quite a lot away. Given I that am, way. yeah. We're I watching agree. it next month. still plenty
2: more where that came from. A lot of weird sex stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking just... forward to giving that a rewatch. I haven't seen it since the VHS days, and yeah, I know it's good.
3: Uh, yes, my low is a, a film found down the back of uh, Shudder. Very much a pandemic film. Very small cast. It was made last year. It was a film called The Seed, and it was oh. just unbearable. I chose it because it was. It has that kind of like title where you think this is going to be good, like The Seed, The Brood, The Thing. The Seed was like. Puppet that looked like Harry Hill's cat puppet, um covered
2: in tar. <laughs> this sounds great. No, it's not. I mean, you just said there's like a cat puppet that rips bits off people. Yeah, I mean, like...
3: that's a good part, but it's like it was just it could have been done much better. So it basically the the three main characters, it's like it was written by an old man who'd never like witnessed a young person or a woman before. So it had a, an influencer, and this is what I fucking hate about films being made at the moment. They're like, oh we should have an influencer. And they say things like, oh my God, Aunt Fleet, gotta get the fuck And it's just like, no one talks like that. No one talks like that. Luke
0: does. I've seen his Pizza Express advert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why
4: they hired me. <laughs> um, yeah, Brian, you know how much you love um, American Horror Story? Yeah. There's the series American Horror Stories. Oh, I haven't even dealt... Episode five of season one is just these influencers that have filmed oh. someone being killed, and then it's just them for the whole episode. Don't make
3: films. I just... It, it's the oh. lowest
4: rated episode on IMDb.
3: I fucking hate sitting down to a horror film, and then suddenly like an influencer character comes up, because it's just written by someone who has no idea how women or young people speak. <laughs> and it's just... All I can imagine is Harvey Weinstein sat in an office wanking himself off with a cigar going, Computers! Computers are big these days. Let's do something about the Facebook. Ah, you got (laughs) to get those, those people on the YouTube with their tits at, and they say fleek let's get that in the movie <laughs> and, um, it just it just frustrates me unless that's actually how children talk these days
0: no i recommend the uh, harry hill movie instead if you want to see yeah. <laughs> actually, it's, it's hardly in it but the bit that he is in it is oh. one of the highlights
3: right look my high
4: i just do a tv show i, I watched through all of the strange things again uh to get ready for season four um i started season four today um, and they've gone quite dark with the new season, um, but it's done that annoying thing of, it's meant to be 17, 18-year-olds in school, and they have got a 29-year-old um, <laughs> playing an 18-year-old, and it looks really weird.
1: He was held back, man.
4: Um, and my low is uh, the Megan Fox film Till Death. Um, oh, that's crap. <laughs> it's it's really, it's really weird. It's meant to be her husband um, chains himself to her, kills himself, and then she now has to drag herself around the house with this body, and then there's two men that have come to try and rob the house. Mm. But the weird thing they've done is that throughout the whole movie, when her husband shoots himself in the head, she gets blood splatter all over her face, but she has her makeup completely perfect throughout the whole movie, so when the blood splatter happens, it doesn't go anywhere near her eye. Uh, she gets her head stamped on at one point makeup is still fine she falls underwater makeup <laughs> is still fine and she also to wash the blood off her face um, splashes it and then the makeup is uh, yeah that's the thing that annoyed me about this film it's maybe she's like... born
0: with it <laughs> hey.
4: but it's just like she didn't want to really commit to the actual
0: role what was that Neil Marshall film the The Reckoning yeah the Reckoning yeah that was criticised for much the same thing yeah. it sounds like Gerald's Game in a way
1: Yeah, Uh, pretty
2: much. Um, It's actually really similar to an old Jallo uh, called Two Masks for Alexa, uh, which has a really really similar setup. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a much, much better film.
3: We haven't done literal English translations of uh, Jallo films
1: for a while. So it would be like,
3: (laughs) there's too many masks for Alexa, so many.
1: Emily? Well, I was going for kind of levity this month just because quite a lot of these Aussie films are, as previously mentioned, quite grim. So my low, first of all, is a movie I found down the back of Netflix called Werewolves Within.
3: Oh, it's not bad.
1: Oh, I didn't like it. It's based on
4: a computer game, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I found that out after because, as far as I'm concerned, computer games peak with Sonic. But um, (laughs) I wanted it to be better because I love a werewolf movie and if a horror comedy is done right... That can be amazing. And it's got Guillermo from the um, What We Do in the Shadows TV yeah. series in, and he's fab. It's just, it's not funny enough and it's not gory enough. There's bad CGI and, um yeah, there's a lot of, like, quite good actors from, like, various American sitcoms but not being really given sort of stuff that's funny enough to do. It's almost like as with a lot of things and i probably say this all the time it's like they kind of filmed the script when it wasn't quite ready as in like hey this is funny but we forgot to put jokes in i mean the premise mm. is quite good so there's a werewolf in this small town which is hilariously called something like beaver falls or something <laughs> um
0: everyone has a prolapse
1: yes <laughs> that that that's that's the twist no it is <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> there is a werewolf, but the people in the town have all got beefs with each other, so they're all kind of killing each other off anyway, which makes things easier for the werewolf to kill them. So there's a lot of shouting and a lot of guns, and um, yeah, it's kind of a waste of um, the decent cast. I mean, I didn't hate it, but it was just a bit meh. And hi. Considering the the ongoing theme of movies I should have watched years and years ago, I finally got around to watching Evil Speak. Oh, oh yeah, that was Banger. great fun. Really, really good. Um, it's really tonally strange. For a lot of it it feels almost like it's a kids' movie. Oh. And then the well, yeah, they're till the tits and the, the pigs ripping people's guts out, but there's something about the beginning where the guy's being bullied and so on, and then of course all the Satanism happens and so on. But um yeah, it's good some good um practical effects, some bits that are really funny and I don't know whether they're meant to be. And also just eighties computer graphics telling you how to do a black mass. I mean, what's not to like
0: about mm. that? That was one of our features way back on episode five.
2: That's one of my all-time favourite films. Evil speak.
0: It's good. Uh, my high. Um, I've had. I've had not great film watching experience this month. Um, just a lot of mediocre stuff. Some really bad things that aren't worth wasting my. Uh, my, my, my I'm short of <laughs> my breath. Can't over. Even
2: finish the sentence. Not worth wasting that. Yeah, heart. no, no. I, I was just trying
0: to think. I'm not actually short of breath. I've just got really bad voice and throat so sorry about that um but anyway um yes so my high is actually an episode of a tv show inside number nine the episode mr king which i thought was incredible it starts mm. out did you see it
1: yeah it's cracking really really like
0: uh, it starts out like a remake of that mace nicholson film the hunt and uh then like sort of halfway through there's a folk horror twist that's done really really well um mm. yeah i thought it was amazing i think one of my favorite inside number nine episodes ever And uh, my other sort of high, I suppose, is a Cat 3 film that I'd never come across before called Fatal Love, which is about an undercover cop who is assigned to uh, seduce a wealthy businessman who's who's suspected of being a uh, drug runner and a serial killer of young women. And she has to find the evidence. Although a lot of that plot kind of gets forgotten about as it just gets kind of sexier and sexier, because it's. it turns out it's an erotic thriller, which I did not know when I started watching it on the train to work. <laughs> and, like, the fir- first half on my way to work, you know, there was a little bit of sexual violence in the murder flashbacks, but, yeah, very, very quick, and I thought, oh, that's fine, it's fine. On the way back home, and I watched <laughs> the second half, and, I mean, the whole thing climaxes with a fucking five-minute full-frontal all Shagfest, like very energetic. Um,
2: Does anyone ever
0: question this when you're on the train? Well, you know what? I was, this is right. So, there's two things, right? One is the woman next to me was watching an episode of Sex Education on her phone. Uh-huh. And I, I've not seen Sex Education, but it's probably got some sex in it. So, I thought, fine, she's probably watched some sex scenes as well. is it not? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of wanking. There's a lot of wanking.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, the people that are sat behind you going, oh no, we've got in the sex carriage quiet zone? Quiet
0: no, th- yeah, this yeah. was this was around the time that that tory mp neil parish yeah to resign <laughs> because he'd been caught watching paul in the house of commons he, in a committee he room
3: was, he was and, wanking uh, over tractors leave him alone <laughs> it
0: was mad um you know people were saying it's actually illegal to watch paul in public it's like, well, it's not porn I'm watching. It's just a film that I was watching that was a thriller, and all of a sudden it's turned into porn. It's not my fault.
3: It's not porn, it's art.
0: (laughs) It's not art. It's definitely not art. (laughs) (laughs) But it it was not, yeah, it it was unexpectedly um, full on. (laughs) Honestly, the bit about him being a serial killer pretty much got forgotten about until the horrible ending. Um, But yeah, I'd not heard of that film before. It's pretty good. Fatal love, that's called. <laughs> All right, that's our highs and lows. Now let's get fucking feral.
1: That's
0: how they talk. Uh, our first feature
2: is. T- <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an everyday greeting from Australia.
0: No other words,
1: just that. Just that and cunt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Last time I was in Australia, I landed in Gold Coast on uh, Australia Day. And we went down the beach and we went to the tourist information uh, shop, which also had a bar in it. And this guy came in in his shorts and his thongs, his, his flip flops, uh, to <laughs> go to the bar. And he was turned away at the entrance. I said, you can't dress like that. You've got to wear a shirt. You've got to wear a shirt in here. And it, <laughs> he just went, but this is Australia. it's amazing anyway our first feature is Ted Kotcheff's 1971 film Wake in Fright or as this trailer has it Outback
4: in northern Australia there are 5,000 square miles of sand scrub and searing heat a desolate primitive place that can take a man and destroy him they call it the Outback rated R
0: in the Australian desert, an English school teacher takes the train to a nearby town for the holidays where he quickly takes on the personality of the dubious local men.
3: Why was the trailer narrated by Orson Welles?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe Orson Welles is a yabber man. I, I hated this film first time I watched it. I thought it was like just so poorly written, really classist. And I, I still think it is a bit. It's about a guy who turns up to a, like, a working-class town and within four days becomes a penniless, gambling, kangaroo-torturing arsehole, yeah, alcoholic. He, but he
2: was, he was already an arsehole. He was yeah. already so right an right arsehole. Right from the beginning, he's an arsehole. I think it's less a class thing and more just... Uh, an arsehole I, I, thing. Yeah, yeah, I think the point, exactly. the point of the movie is just the, uh, like an arsehole man, when he goes to a place <laughs> where he's allowed to be an arsehole...
0: We'll be an <laughs> arsehole. Become an asshole. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean,
3: it's true. It's true. I kind of saw this film as a bromance, which my other half was uh, distraught at. I was like, it's just a
1: lovely bromance. It's a lovely, horrible bromance. It definitely is at the end. Well, it's a bromance with fucking, possibly. Yeah,
3: no, they definitely fuck,
1: yeah. Yeah. Hang on, who does he fuck? Who do you think he fucks? Donald, Donald Pleasant. Donald Pleasant. Fucks, yeah. Yeah. on the floor. Yeah. Like They're wrestling yeah. and it's all, and then it yeah. cuts to the next morning and it's it's a little bit ambiguous, but it's I read that,
0: that they they fucked t- they fucked yeah. do you think so is that when yeah. he wakes up in the hotel room with his arse yeah. out yeah
4: yeah starts up as wrestling and then you know then they fucked yeah. oh,
0: talk about his, his arse actually nude sunbathing should be absolutely mandatory because it's just <laughs> not right that anyone should go around with a pale white arse and tanned everything else it just looks ridiculous <laughs> looks like he's wearing white pants
3: <laughs> no it shows how much work you've put in your tan yeah, it's, lines it's like yeah b-
2: before and after isn't it you know
3: yeah it's like you might have noticed my entire top half is covered in pseudogram because i i went outside for five minutes today that's dedication i'm showing you my lines you know I'm meant to stay in when it's sunny i know but i've got a new job which means i have to go outside now
0: they are on a building site now
3: no, I'm a social worker, basically. Brian is a
0: brickie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, you've got some social care needs I've got a back sorted, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's
0: no. that bricklayer's in the yabba.
3: <laughs> Bogan services, how's it going? How you going? <laughs> how's your mobility?
0: I, t- I still find it, like, classist and kind of shit. <laughs> but I think as a piece of filmmaking, it's very good, I've decided. It's-
3: it's bleak as fuck because you're you're relating to the main character and it's a bit like oh we're in the zoo we're watching the simple folks toss their coins, um, but the more oh, and more wins it. Oh, two up! That game, two, two up. up.
0: Did you understand it at
3: all? Because that it's just coin flipping. That's all it is. And then yeah. they yeah. shove money and then they go. Mm. Mam, 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 mam. There's
1: a very very long Wikipedia entry about it. Yeah.
0: But, um... <laughs> really? I think the bit I find confusing about it is is mainly the idea that everyone just is totally honest about their winnings. But-
2: he, they they do explain that in the movie though.
0: Oh yeah, they say you know, everyone's honest about it. You yeah. get beaten up, and, and if they are take the piss. like as far as we see,
2: we don't see anyone mm. cheating. No, I think this feeds into a lot of the themes of the film. Like the men of the Yabba are honest in their own way, like I guess honourable and sociable. But they just have this kind of animalistic, violent nature to them. From the start, Donald Plains is like,
1: I'm an alcoholic, I'm gonna fuck your life up come hang out with me and then well kind of yeah but i mean he is also making him a really revolting looking kangaroo stew when he's got a massive hangover and yeah. he's letting <laughs> him stay in his shack when he's got nothing
2: but i think pleasance is the but like, this is what will happen to him if he stays in the yeah. Yabba he will become this character um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: sorry i keep hearing just flintstones when you say yabba yeah <laughs> <laughs> Is it, as it is often considered, a horror film?
4: There's horrific moments and it is bleak and I think it weirdly feels realistic, but I wouldn't truly cast it as a horror. Like it's, yeah, more thriller, really.
3: I would call it a social horror. Because I'm ah. middle class and fancy. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's the it's the get out of
3: 1971. Yeah, I mean, I say I'm middle class and fancy. Actually, I was like, after we watched it, I was like, that was just a bromance. And then my half was like, actually, it's a social horror. I was like, oh, I'll steal that. <laughs> Rather than going on the podcast sounding like you're going, that was just a bromance, wasn't it? That was quite nice. Um, but it was quite nice. I thought it was all right. You know, I mean, he had
1: a lovely holiday
3: and then he went back to work
0: frog back desert
1: no one in the Yabba is having as miserable a time as he is life is what you make it though i mean he could have had some great sex with donald pleasant well exactly yeah the, the point is that the, the horror has kind of come from within him he's yeah, kind of got yeah. this whole he can't cope with being in a different place he doesn't want to be out in the outback anyway but he kind of has no. to be um, also, i mean he's...
3: everyone's everyone's so welcoming and it's like threatening welcoming everyone's like yeah. i'll buy you a drink i'll look after you i look after you it's like uh, being at a wedding and surrounded by aunties and you just want to leave. And
1: yeah, and it's also very much a that's kind of a, a cultural thing. So if you're if you're someone who's not used to that kind of thing, you're just like, Who do, what do these people want? Who are mm-hmm. they? But I think that's that's the horror. I, yeah, I, I think, yeah. It, I think yeah. it
2: is a horror film uh, because he's so afraid of these people, even when they're mm. being sociable and, and nice there's always this kind of element of tension and, and mistrust but he is afraid of turning into them which he ultimately yeah. does but if he wasn't afraid of it if he if he were a, a yabber man himself that like you say it would just be a <laughs> mm. a jolly nice time but it's sort of all the <laughs> a gay old time would you say internal. a gale old time indeed. <laughs> uh, because, because he's afraid of what could lie within him
3: well there's a there's a great bit where um I think it's towards the end and someone's like, Come for a drink with me and he's like, No, and like the, it's getting like come for a drink, come and it's like it's enforced fun, it's like threatening politeness. It's like, Come why won't you come for a drink? Meh, 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 meh. Um, I mean I didn't have that in Melbourne, I've only been to Australia once, everyone was quite nice, but I didn't felt threatened. Well that's because it's a nice thing, it? it's upper. not some
0: fucking this place no,
3: this, is, this is true
0: yeah i do like the way the women that he encounters are all shot as if they're someone he would want to shag but he just can't manage it or whatever like yeah. the especially the one in the hotel behind the desk at the hotel oh she's
1: she's brilliant
0: she's yeah that's that's a seductive look
1: very very <laughs> short role with a like very little screen time but with so much impact
0: yeah 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 totally just like sort of air in her neck or whatever it's. But she's it's got that like little bit of
1: water and then that almost kind of like sexy way that she's kind of like putting it on her own forehead but that's just for yeah. her that's just because like look I'm hot and I'm going to yeah. take my time cooling myself down and she just gets really annoyed when um, she's asked for anything but she still helps
0: him yeah so if it is a horror film does that mean it's a Christmas horror film yes
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it is it, it is it's a Christmas holiday
0: isn't Christmas
1: a
4: different time in Australia though
0: no it's December the 25th <laughs> <laughs> no, Shame but Dave.
4: they do. They do. They do like a weird.
1: It's because it's their summer, so it's like the hottest yeah. part of the year. So like yeah.
2: upside down Christmas. See, yeah. I yeah. had
3: this problem when I went to Australia, and I packed only shorts, and then I got there in July or something, and it was like, mm. Nah, mate, it's fucking raining. And I had to buy yeah. trousers in Australia, and I was like, "I'm having the worst holiday."
1: I think the coldest I've ever been was being in Tasmania in May, <laughs> fucking wow. freezing. Am
2: I the only person who's never been? I haven't been either. I'm scared of Australia because they have spiders the size of. <laughs>
1: yeah, I
4: know. Oh, yeah, there's there's the spiders there. That's the yeah. one. I think that's the one reason I mm. wouldn't. You know, you've got to lift up the toilet
2: seat first before you sit down. Yeah,
0: not not in the cities. I've
2: heard um, the song. What's the song? The red back on the toilet seat. Have you never heard that? Very no, no. Popular, the, red bu- the, red back. Red back. the red back. It's a type of spider. And there's, okay. there's a so how's very it go? What's the Popular song amongst Australians called The Red Back on the Toilet Seat. I'm sure if you Google it, you will, you will find Well, it.
3: as our honorary Australian. Are going to have to
2: sing it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> as you're it what,
3: stepping in for an Australian, CJ, you have to do all the songs yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah.
0: Tell, I, tell us one of your old folk songs, CJ. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey,
3: tell us a song of your people.
2: Oh,
0: we used to sing list around
2: the campfire, back in the Yabba.
3: No, oh, the red back on the toilet. He's is very, very big. And if you don't check the toilet, he'll come and bite your dick. Oh, the red back on the toilet. I'm going to have a beer. Um, why, is it t- why is it t- Turner, like,
4: calling <laughs> <laughs> That's... Is there a farmer singing this now? Like music. Why, why
0: is it a Chaz and Dave song? I love that you did do it in the. I love that you did it in the tune of
4: when I'm cleaning windows. Look,
3: you can take the girl out of South London. When I'm
0: cleaning Danny's. <laughs> All right. Unsurprisingly, half of the Australian horror movies we've been watching this month are about how dangerous things can be in the outback or just quiet places away from civilization, such as another 70s classic, Long Weekend. I love Long Weekend. Uh, CJ, you absolutely hated it. And I can't understand why. What's wrong with you, man? It's just extremely boring. Like the first hour of
2: the film is too enormously tedious people
0: bickering. They are the people I would least want to spend a long weekend with, uh, because they are just... Stop there! Stop there! You haven't seen the remake, which is a scene-by-scene remake, and the two people in that are the people you would most dislike (laughs) to spend any time with. (laughs) The, the, The couple in this film, in the 1977 original, I find them watchable. The couple in the 2008 remake... Just even though it's the exact same script, it's just unbearable. It's so awful. It's all ah. Uh. But anyway, the original, which yeah, is a good but film. Then,
2: but then what you get after an hour of them bickering is some very underwhelming scenes of nature taking its revenge. Uh, and and the ending is like it would be funny if if I felt like the rest of the film was a black comedy. Uh But instead, it just kind of feels like oh my god. I waited 95 minutes for this nonsense it it really is like when you when you you know when you tell a long story and you realize Mm. that everybody's lost interest and you just want to finish it quickly
0: so you say uh then a lion got him (laughs) i have never had that experience on this podcast or anywhere else (laughs) (laughs) really um but no i mean it is about nature fighting back but what are they fighting back against i mean what is this film saying they are doing that is so against nature. Let's have a game of, is it a crime against nature? (laughs) nature? nature. 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 So what have Peter and Marcia done that the film thinks they shouldn't have done and that nature needs to take revenge? So it's not really a game, just a list. Firstly, fancying a woman at work. Is that a crime against nature? Is that why nature takes its revenge against them? is that a crime against nature you don't know because
3: nature fucks everything Mm. deep that's that's just science
0: so i'm referring to the girl in the long white dress at the very start who's peter he the very first scene he sees her he says goodbye to a woman from work and he looks at her ass as she's walking away all right okay uh so you're saying that's not a crime against nature all right because
3: nature fucks everything
0: okay all right right. um what about looking at a woman's ass as she's walking away is that a crime against (laughs) nature no. Again. Why does
1: this sound like Harvey Weinstein's defense lawyer? <laughs>
0: this
1: is what he did often. Is it theater. a crime <laughs> to touch someone's ass if you only use one finger? Is it a crime against nature to draw a picture of someone's ass while you're in a meeting? <laughs> This is, what is it a crime against like... nature To pick up a fruit and go This looks like someone's arse Have we
3: played crime against nature yet Have <laughs> <laughs> we played that card?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, do we have the theme tune on hand This segment has been
0: derailed already Okay uh, <laughs> I don't think you're on board uh, Okay how about driving a shitty little open top car And pushing your way into traffic Because you're in yeah, a crime against nature That's yeah. a crime, crime against nature But is that a crime against nature, nature. <laughs> Is yes. that why? Is that why nature you... takes revenge? you reckon yeah. it is, Luke? You don't, you don't right, push okay. yourself
4: in a traffic, yeah.
0: Yeah. What about overfeeding your pet dog. Big time. Yeah. 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 That oh, is. Yeah. True. Nature, you oh, don't yeah. want a fat dog. About having an affair. No.
4: Nah. That's,
2: that's no. What we because. Want, mate.
0: That's like, it? All right. So interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the big one because she's had an abortion. It is revealed, and I think the film is saying. Nature is taking revenge against her having an abortion. Now, is the film saying that or not? According to the, does, know. I think it the I don't film, is that is. a crime I against think, nature?
2: I think the only reason why they throw that in is so that uh, she feels justified when she smashes the eagle egg, which is a crime against nature. Mm. That is yeah. a crime
0: against nature, sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: The abortion is just an end result of the dark information about their marriage, about the fact that mm. the kid was probably the guy next door's. I think mm. isn't that inferred at one stage, mm. and um, just the fact that they're both carrying a lot of pain around with them, but he's all very much kind of like, oh no, look at this beautiful place, isn't this great? And she's like, no, and it's not just because she's like not on board with the nature stuff. It's because she is actually in pain and he's oblivious to that because he wants to go and be a twat.
0: Okay. Is this a crime against nature? And I'm going to steer you towards. Yes, definitely. Right. (laughs) Taking an acoustic guitar camping
1: 100 yes! percent that yes. that bit where they're
2: driving away and they've been through all this ordeal already and and there's he's finally been like all right we'll go home and then they start driving away and he plays the fucking teddy bears
0: picnic on an acoustic yeah. guitar yeah
2: it's like that that is abuse right there that is not yeah. not not
0: on what about teasing a possum yes, yes. yeah crime against yeah.
2: nature big time
0: and what about what about teasing your own possum while reading a dirty book
1: is this an actual possum or is this someone's
2: No, nah, she has a wank while reading Harold Robbins.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. that's true, she does. Yeah. Um. I mean given the nature of the film, I'm surprised it's not a two hander. Hey. 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 Anyway, that's pretty much the end of that bit. Crime against nature, crime against nature, crime against nature. Is that the only reason
4: <laughs> we've got this bit for the song?
0: <laughs> Do you recognise the song? I Emily Might. Is it Dexies? Yeah, 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 because of you, the theme tune to brush strokes. strokes. Yeah, 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 I
1: do remember that, yes. When for a very brief period in the late 80s, you could make a whole classroom of kids dissolve into laughter by going, Elmo Putney's wine bar. (laughs) Yes, The 80s. Luke, do you have any idea what they're talking about? No. There was this
0: really crap romantic sitcom on BBC One in the 80s, which starred Carl Howman, who played one of the rapists in the only British video Nasty, House on Straw Hill. And you know who the other rapist in House on Straw Hill was? He was called Vic Armstrong and he was the guy who went on to direct the end of the world sequence at the start of Terminator 2. Oh, way. Yeah.
2: Wow. They did well for themselves.
0: Yeah, I I was just wondering if James Cameron went like, you know who I really want to direct the end of the world sequence? (laughs) The rapist from House on Straw Hill. (laughs) <laughs> and like, What the guy from Brushstrokes? No, not the guy from fucking Brushstroke. The other one. <laughs>
4: that's why um Steven Spielberg got uh, Jeff Goldblum in uh, yeah. in Jurassic Park. He wasn't for any other movie. It was just the Death Wish. That was it. Yes, that's
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, probably the best known scary outback movie is Wolf Creek, but we covered that on episode forty-one when we did true crime. However. We haven't talked about Wolf Creek 2 before, though that also claims to be a true crime <laughs> story, possibly. Mm, claims to be. I think Wolf Creek 2 is so much fun. I prefer it. I, I don't blame anyone for preferring it. It's so much more fun.
4: The first one, it's just pretty horrific and really grim to watch. This one yeah. just feels silly. Like it doesn't feel... Like when there's the torture scenes happening, those are pretty horrible, but that feel, still feels comedy in some ways. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this was also trying to... Do a homage to Wake in Fright with the kangaroo bit. I- don't know if that was on
2: purpose, but it feels like that. Oh,
0: is that, oh I wish they hadn't done the kangaroo bit. Like, it's yeah, so it's, shit. It's, the, CGI yeah, the CGI is The CGI terrible. is absolutely terrible. Um,
2: but but I mean, that is better than killing a kangaroo for fun. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, do you know what? That's what you're supposed to do. If you're like are driving a lot, you're just supposed to keep going through them because
1: you can't stop. Yeah, you shouldn't stop. You have to just keep driving.
0: No, no but if they're CGI kangaroos, you can just log into the file <laughs> and delete them and get well, them out yeah. of the film because they look so <laughs> shit. <laughs>
1: um, I love the bit at the beginning with the cops. I mean, that's revolting and ridiculous. (laughs) and mad and there's a lot of mad driving scenes at the beginning and some good disgusting uh, practical effects but while it's definitely an easier watch than the original I just found it quite tedious Once it starts to get torture again and you're just like, is this meant to be a comedy? Who are we meant to be rooting for here?
0: Oh, we're definitely meant to be rooting for Mick.
1: Yeah, what it felt like was it was
3: like someone had come up with a load of vignettes of things that Mick could do. What if Mick did this? What if Mick did that? It felt like a bit like a sort of fan service, like... No, it reminded me a lot of, like, how Freddy Krueger in the sequel has mm-hmm. got more and more stupid so I was talking to someone at work today and he was like oh I love the Elm Street films but they do get really fucking stupid and it's like yeah and that's what they've done to Mick in the sequel
1: but so, so soon it's still for me it's a little bit too rooted in a real fucked up guy that I don't does think so because he's
3: always got a quip to say mm. yeah like call me fuck and <laughs> ah, this is for the pigs, and like, the quickest way to a man's heart is through his chest.
0: That very says the cop, that'll do pig. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, yeah,
3: that is the chest. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the, the joy of the original one was like, he's not like this quippy serial killer, isn't like...
0: Mm. But he was, but he was, Horrible, he was yeah.
2: very quippy in the first one, to be fair. Like,
0: call that a knife? That's a knife, that kind of... <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I remember really liking Wolf Creek and just being like, oh
3: god, it's like... The most horrific, well, I think I watched it on Ecstasy, and um, (laughs) yeah, that's a conflicting experience.
1: One would take the edge
3: off the other somewhere along the way. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I felt like a normal person for the first time in my life, but like watching this one today, it was like, I knew it would be a cash-in, I knew it would be a bit lame,
0: but I was like, just disappointed. I think it does, for the first sequel, what Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and Evil Dead 2 do.
1: Oh, it's yeah. not as fun as either no. of those though. No way.
3: The joy about Evil Dead and Texas Chainsaw is that they're they're fictional things and um if you look into Wolf Creek you you know they're based on real
1: things and then Yeah, it but I don't think like... Wolf
0: Creek two is. I mean Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on a real crime there
1: have been quite a few cases of serial killers and alleged serial killers in the outback to the point where a few years ago there was that advert for tourism in Australia where there was like a picture of the outback and um, the um, slogan was where the bloody hell are you meaning <laughs> come over here and someone had written on it buried here and drawn a line <laughs> no. so I not if that was here or in Australia but it, that's a common thing but yeah Ivan Millat was the um, serial killer that yeah. Mick is based on mm. and there was a case of him capturing and torturing and I don't even think of, if he tortured him but he definitely imprisoned a guy for a while and that guy managed to escape um, yeah that's, that's...
4: The, the guy that they're actually speaking about at the end of this Is it's a whole real case like, it is a real case year. except
1: in reality he was that they actually thought that he was the killer for a while yeah
0: well that's what it says at the end of the film
1: But, like,
2: wouldn't it be awful if you've experienced, like, the most traumatic thing of your entire life and then (laughs) someone is making a, a comedy film out of it, you know? Well, yeah. And
0: then the worst thing is, like, he experiences the most traumatic thing he's ever experienced in his life and then the end caption says that he was deported to Liverpool
3: yeah Merseyside (laughs) not even Liverpool
1: just Merseyside permanent resident of Merseyside (laughs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean they could do a sequel about that couldn't they this poor guy's in hospital bearing in mind hello I'm posh and I went to boarding school I know all about Australian history (laughs) The poor man's got suffered trauma he ends up in Liverpool and he's like hello chaps (laughs) <laughs> like, how did you bond with your serial killer or I sang a song by a paedophile yeah exactly <laughs> that, that aged about as well as milk didn't it that particular bit I thought because I, I wasn't sure of when the film came out I thought they were actually going to make a reference to that so they were going to sing that and then Mick was going to go he was a nonce though you can't and then mm. stab him yeah. in the face or something but he didn't
0: also taking a comedic approach to backwards psychos is 2012's Hundred Bloody Acres in which a group of friends on their way to a music festival run into a pair of brothers whose popular brand of fur eliza has a secret ingredient human flesh i mean i really like this i think it's very funny and the bit where the guy goes into the meat grinder is horrible it's really horrible arms I thought, first I
2: thought that this was painfully unfunny like one of the most aggressively unfunny films i can think of
1: i thought it was a little bit naff but i still really enjoyed it the two actors playing the brothers are both brilliant one of them was in um once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah,
0: he played Charles Manson in that. He
1: did, yeah. And the um, the big guy with the beard was in one of the um, series of Fargo the TV show.
0: And um, the Insidious franchise is one of the paranormal guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're now.
1: okay, cool. There was the bit where, where his brother is nervous about putting someone into a meat grinder. And it's just the fact that he's got this ridiculously gravelly voice in it. Mm. His brother's clearly hesitating and he goes, It's not like fucking spiders, Ron. And um, that really made me laugh. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I know that he, he means it's not like killing spiders, but I just was like, is he ta- is he talking about fucking spiders? What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> of course, they're all red backs by the time he's finished with them.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no,
3: so, firstly, I'd like to point out the fact that both Cliff and Emily have done acting facts, but haven't drawn fanfare to it like I normally do. So, <laughs> congratulations.
0: <laughs> i assume that's how normal people talk about films. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> also also i think i think we didn't call them thingy or thingy off <laughs> thingy
3: <laughs> so and so who was on star trek ds9 do you know what i was like super excited about australian because i was like i bet they've been in farscape Huddy, none of them have been in farscape and everyone's in fucking Farscape. Anyway, because that's Australian sci-fi. If you see yeah. Farscape, it's it's got a
0: hint of it. I have not. Anyway. No, you know I don't, have not seen any sci-fi. <laughs> it's just not my thing. <laughs> I know, but I still like talking at you about it. Um, <laughs>
3: what happened is, like, Shaun the Dead got released and then loads of really shit copycat horror comedy stuff got released. Mm. It's like the middle aisle of Aldi. It's like, oh, comedy, horror, this goes well. It's like, oh... Coffee maker, angle grinder, fine, twenty ninety nine. Like <laughs> it just doesn't work, and that's what I got with Hundred Acres, and to the point where I fast forwarded through a lot of it and just lost interest. Mm. I don't know, it just feels like watching like a bunch of lads at the pub being I, really basic.
2: I do I do agree with you on that. I think it's a very laddy kind of humour and like doesn't stretch any comedic uh Elastic?
0: No. (laughs) That's the phrase, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But by and large, the psychos in these movies are just absolute fucking arseholes. Uh, Staying out in the sticks for now, we watched Storm Warning. Uh, And when I say the sticks, I did look up the Aussie slang for The Middle of Nowhere. And according to Wikipedia, it's dingo whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> but, I can, <laughs> but I can hardly say staying out in dingo whoop whoop because no one will what the fuck I was talking about. Probably not even Australians. I don't believe that a single Australian has ever said dingo whoop whoop. Uh, listeners in Australia, and I do know we've got a few. Uh, if you've ever said or even heard the phrase dingo whoop whoop, uh, please tweet us Double X5. You're Twitter assuming they didn't and, um, just
2: switch off when you said g'day. That's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But <laughs> well, the thing is, as we've lost our Australian ambassador and we've been replaced with CJ, um, we could just say whatever we want about Australia now.
0: Yeah, I need to get a tourist visa later this year, so no.
3: Okay, <laughs> so we, we're not calling it dingo whoop. I
0: mean, it sounds racist. I think the phrase dingo whoop. I'm a bit worried about it, but apparently that's what it's. Are you going to dingo whoop? I think we might be going to Alice Springs. Or it could be like DJ
3: Khaled (laughs) going like, DJ Khaled, Dingo, whoop, whoop. DJ, Dingo, What do you
1: think of Storm Warning, guys? What do you think of Storm Warning? I quite liked it. I was getting quite fed up of the films just being about a yuppie couple go somewhere, but they haven't really done their research and they get lost. And then some psychos are there. I was a little bit fed up with that. But Storm Warning, I think, is probably one of the best examples of those kind of films amongst the ones that we watched um, because it is genuinely tense it's genuinely quite mm-hmm.
0: horrible. And yeah. even
1: though I genuinely love a daytime horror, it was actually quite nice to have one that was set at night amongst all of these.
0: Yeah, yeah I was surprised actually re-watching it. It's like third or fourth time I watched it. I was really surprised how rough it is at first. Like, mm. absolute tons of, like, sexual violence threat, isn't that? Yeah, yeah, that But horrible. it's because the last half hour, when they fight back, it's, or when, when she specifically fights back, it's so mm. much fun that it, it kind of takes away from the horribleness of it. Because... Mm. What she does to those guys is so awesome, yeah. especially the bit with the can. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> it's just so horrible, especially the bit with the hovercraft. What
1: the fuck? <laughs> now I want
0: to watch it. Oh, it's great. Uh, yeah, you should definitely watch it. So we've got can,
1: hovercraft. Is there anything else that's unusual?
3: Fishing line?
1: Yeah, several fishing lines. Yeah. Um, and unrelated to all of that there is unfortunately a really really shit cgi wallaby
0: So that's not a cgi wallaby that's a puppet
1: is it it's, well wh- whatever it is it's not very good if it looked more like Stu right well, we would have liked it liked it more
0: did you notice the producer's name is pete fooled
3: <laughs>
4: why did they have an exclamation mark did someone because he's
3: obviously a that? prick <laughs> well like jonathan you- yeah
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's totally out of Nathan Barley, that producer.
3: <laughs> it really is. Yeah, fifteen
0: Peter twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hi, hi, hi. I'm producing outback horror films. Yeah, uh, I mean, you could just imagine him at a party. His mates go, "All oh, right, Pete." He go, no, actually, it's Pete. <laughs> no, that's another question. <laughs> no, actually, it's Pete. <laughs> now. <laughs> Do you
3: take this man, Pete? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
1: that surely that's only if it's in capitals as well, though.
0: Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah yeah sorry can you do the do you take this man thing again but without the capitalization uh, without, do you take this without... man pete <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> a
3: that's
2: a question, question
0: mark, mark there. that's still... yeah sorry yeah it's a question mark do it again <gasps> oh i've got it i've got it, i've
3: got it. no i've got it I've <laughs> okay got it. do you okay. take this man pete uh,
0: yes that that's it yeah. <laughs> that's it oh god i feel like I'm oh, i can see why i done it now cool pete! i'm gonna put pete? an exclamation mark after my face amazing
2: on, on IMDb, he's actually credited yeah. as Pete Ford brackets as Pete Ford. Pete, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's wow. Yeah, wow.
1: that would suggest he may have thought better of it and gone, yeah, let's pretend I didn't do that.
0: Yeah,
4: you know, you were talking about how Long Weekend, uh, the remake is bad. Yeah, the director of Storm Warning directed. He did, yeah. Long
2: Weekend remake.
0: Yeah, Jamie Blanks. Yeah, he did. And it's
2: the same writer as well, Everett oh. Durrush. Yeah. yeah.
0: Who sucks. Who, I, who you think sucks, who I think is incredible. I, I, think, I think his ideas are all very original, if nothing else.
3: I mean, I work with children. They have original ideas mm, and they're mostly they shit. can't execute them. Like the other day, one of the kids said, oh, I know why people are homeless. And I was like, go on then. And she was like, oh, it's illegal to, to drink and take drugs in your house. So you give <laughs> up your house. And it's like, <laughs> that's, that's an original idea, but that's also shit,
1: Lula Bell, O'Ella. <laughs>
0: I didn't realise, Brownie though, that they uh, employ children on building sites, <laughs> so it's a bit worrying, isn't it?
1: Hey! That child is going to be screwed when she goes to uni, or I indeed know, meets right? any other people. I know, she'll have to just be
3: drinking slightly outside her door, going, oh, I can't do it, it's a They're little Just
1: hanging out, <laughs> hanging out of a window oh. with a
3: cider. Uh, and then, because we were doing something for the food bank, we were, like, raising food to the food bank, and I was explaining what a food bank was, and one of the seven-year-olds just went, does Brownie live in the food bank? So, hmm. No, I live in a flat I think it's because I
0: said I used to use food banks Is it because you ate so much food for a food bank You turned into a food bank? <laughs> anyway, a film that's less fun than uh, Storm Morning Is Killing Ground uh, from 2016 Which is like an Aussie Eden lake in a way mm. I, well, is a bleak one. I
2: don't understand why anybody wants to make Or watch a film like Killing Ground Like, who is this for? It's for Cliff It's yeah. for Cliff
0: yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's it's it's, it's fine. I just it's
2: don't. Right. I, I don't get the point. Like it's just so dreary, but so grim. And what is it about? Because I didn't watch this one. Uh, tourists go to the outback, there's a uh, oh, couple of
0: well, the beach. Wait,
2: the beach. character. well alright uh, they get a dingo whoop whoop they get raped and killed and <laughs> you know <laughs> and,
1: and there's a baby Yeah, and... the
2: baby gets kicked and, yeah. uh, it's
3: A lot of these films Like, so I can probably write you an Australian like creepy film, so a couple goes to the outback, there is some tension in the relationship, they are going on a a trip to refine themselves rebuild themselves they're having a nice time they watch the sunset then they get kidnapped then tortured then a, a wallaby turns up and then they're killed you, you missed miss
2: the rape out there's, there's always
3: oh yeah yeah, well. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no. Struf, uh the end
4: <laughs> and there's a yeah. the cameo from, from Kangaroo Jack
0: Uh, this one has a Saw style timeline uh, but it it doesn't the the,
2: the timeline is actually like really not clever because it tells you everything that's about to happen right at the start so there's not even like a a surprise it's like oh yeah we know full well what is going to happen and when before it happens so it's just this like relentlessly bleak parade of torture that we already know is about to happen
3: is it one of them films where it's like Ugh, is the real monster you for watching this cuz you knew the timeline i'm turning this internally art. Not really, no.
0: <laughs> not,
1: not really, no. It isn't really sort of clever enough for that and the character development is a bit, um, poor. well, it's non-existent, really. Yeah. It's, it's really, really poor. The only thing with this mm. couple is it's not even like there's tension. They're kind of like a sickly, sweet couple and it's like, oh, yeah. will you marry me? Oh, yeah, of course I will. Aren't we rich and conventionally attractive? I bet nothing bad's ever going to happen to us. <laughs> um, and they go to Dingo Whoop Whoop and it all goes Dingo, dingo whoop,
0: whoop Whoop. You know when um, German gets shot um, he says mm-hmm. something to his mate Chuck, and I could not figure out what it was, but it reminded me of something. It made me think I think I sort of thought I basically misheard what he said. This is what he says, right? Tell me what to do, eh? No, I can't finish it Right. What did he say? Because it's to me it sounded like Dance again the disco bumper, it's a bumper. Wait
2: a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's a fucking tune.
0: Yes. Um, really uh, that, is that niche enough for everyone? <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: I got it, but I'm from the early 90s, so, you know. I remember it. <laughs> oh, where's
3: me jumper?
1: Yes, where's me jumper, yeah. yeah. Oh. He's saying finish me Chuck," as in please kill me, but it sounds a bit like feed me Chuck." I, th- so.
4: I thought he said feed me jump." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair if I was dying I'd be like going to fucking McDonald's mate. Eating a big <laughs> If
0: I was dying I'd be like I'll play that Sultans of Ping FC song for time, please.
1: I actually said a little while ago That if I was ever at the point in, If I ever reached a point in my life Where for whatever reason Someone was mad enough to invite me on Desert Island Discs I want to be the first person To just have every record be Where's Me Jumper by Sultans of Ping <laughs> FC Wow <laughs> So imagine all the other records are washed away in a tidal wave, Emily. Which one are you going to take with you?
0: Hmm. (laughs) All right, but not all Australian psychos are in dingo whoop whoop. Uh, there's the grim, based on fact, suburban horror, Hounds of Love. Oh. Hounds of Love. Uh, it's, it's not called Hounds of Love at all. That's very
4: inappropriate. Uh, I feel right. bad, CJ, that I picked Aussie horrors, and I think you've hated all of them, haven't you? Yeah, nice but, but I, actually, we haven't.
2: We haven't actually got to the two that I hate the most. Well, we just did. With Hounds of Love <laughs> is one of them, uh, and there's uh-huh. another one coming later. But Hounds of Love, I just think like it's got all everybody in the hands of <laughs> it's it's got all the problems of killing ground uh but it has the additional problem of a young male director trying to tell us about the horror of rape with a lot of slow-mo photography and cool indie tunes and it's just like <laughs> there's something really disgusting and pathetic about this film i i I loathe it, and I I think I loathe the guy who made it, having never met him. But I just feel like I would really hate this man. He just seems like a real prick,
0: <laughs> and I don't say these kind of things. often. I think it's a fair point. But yeah, I think it's a fair point. But I do I do think it's an effective film, very well acted. And the only thing I really hate about it is oh, that whole business with the secret code. Which just seems so transparent and
2: it's a really stupid film The only reason that it's at all acclaimed Is because people think, oh it's grim and it's slow It must be a serious film But when you actually think about the individual components of it It's idiotic
1: They do attempt to do some interesting stuff Like they attempt to make the relationship between the killers Be this kind of horrible, fucked up, codependent thing Which is really, really chilling But also feels a little bit like they have at least maybe read a book on i I feel like they read one book Mm.
3: i enjoyed the film as a story but um the way it's like summarizes like she has to figure out their relationship but it's like she's not going to she's like 15
2: yeah leave her alone the most obvious thing in the film is that her character has like no traits apart from the fact that she's a victim and her name Mm. is vicky Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) vicky the victim vicky short for (laughs) victim and it's so fucking dumb
1: but up until the point where she becomes the victim you do get a kind of a decent insight into what her life is like but i do maybe that's just because the Not actress did quite she's a good a job a yeah
3: there was points where it was just really predictable and like when they figure out where she is because of her letters and then the mum mm. scream, vicky 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 and she's like i just want my daughter back and then you go to the woman who's got her kids taken away and it's just like oh for fuck's sake yeah. that's like something they do in star
0: wars like mm. that's so obvious and, um, Bryony, your references are always sci-fi Even when they make absolutely no sense <laughs> I don't understand how you're comparing Hounds of Love to Star Wars
1: No, I get it it's, it's because it's a very, very on-the-nose Do you know what? I said it and everyone went mmm which meant they agree so shut up Cliff It's it's a very on the nose (laughs) depiction of what someone would be like if they could lost their kids in Star Wars That was actually
2: a legitimate Star Wars reference Thank uh... you
0: Right uh, psychopath fans stay tuned we've got a couple more still to come but let's move on to the supernatural stuff now and what could be more Australian than a werewolf movie but where the werewolves are marsupials the Marsupials Howling 3, <laughs> directed man. by Philippe Mora, who'd previously made uh, The Howling 2 in Eastern Europe, but returned to his homeland for the threequel. Uh, this is a mental film. It's
1: fucking mad.
4: What is going on? It feels like three different movies in one. I love
1: the fact that the guy was like, oh, I didn't think The Howling 2 was really true to the sort of horror comedy spirit of the original Howling." So what I'm going to do, if you let me make the threequel, I'm going to do it in Australia and I'm going to do something different with it. Was it they literally like, yeah, mate, just here's some money, go and make whatever you want?
2: I'm sure I read that he self funded quite a
0: lot. Uh, no, okay. no, 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 no. It's, it's proper funded as a sequel. It's not. Because it looks like, because it's in Australia, it looks like it's an unofficial sequel, but it's not. Mm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's such a diss to Australia. I was filming. It looks like shit because it's filmed in Australia. No, it just looks. That. It
1: looks very cheap in eighties and um, mm. Sean and it's it's mad. I am right
2: according to Wikipedia, which I know is not a reliable source, <laughs> but uh, it does say that he wanted to make the third film himself to make amends for the second film, which mm. he thought was mm-hmm. toss. Uh, and he raised the money himself with co-producer Charles Water Street. So they...
0: they... Oh, well, that's not what he says on the audio commentary, but... Oh, what does he say
2: on the audio
0: commentary? He says, G'day. (laughs) 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 He says, My name's Philippe Mora. (laughs) I've made the most Aussie werewolf movie ever. What's more Aussie than werewolf marsupials?
1: (laughs) is he actually Dame
0: Edna is that the twist oh fucking you know Dame Edna appears at the end of this yeah Yeah. Um, when I was in hospital in 1987 when I was uh, 12 years old I was in hospital because I had asthma and it was just coming up to Christmas and in the children's ward Dame Edna came in to give us presents, and to this day I have no idea if it was the real Dame Edna or a Dame Edna impersonator. How will I ever find out? It's something that's been bugging me my whole life.
4: You have about five Dame Edna impersonators already in London at the moment, so probably wasn't was Have you there. got a spreadsheet, I didn't leave. know there were Dame Edna impersonators. There are so many. Wow.
3: Why do you know this?
4: Because I follow a lot of
2: drag queens and
3: that online, <laughs> <laughs> just the Dame Edna ones, or like yeah, the just the Dame, I'm
2: just I'm looking for all the Dame <laughs> Edna <Dame laughs> uh, impersonators. Well, the way to find out is you ask her what was it like
0: working with Philippe Mora? What's that? The director of Howling Three. <laughs> oh, okay. he's an interesting guy. His dad was the first guy to get an evening license for booze in Australia because like everywhere I had to shut at five or six o'clock, six o'clock I think. Um, and not serve booze after six o'clock and then his dad like wanted to open a French restaurant and he said can I serve booze actually he was French can I serve booze in the evening and um (laughs) the, the Melbourne council said yeah all right, go on go on Carver and um They had evening licenses in Melbourne for the first time ever. That was in the 50s or 60s. Are we still talking about Dame Edna? No, talking about the director of Howling 3. I think we've gone off track a bit.
2: Which (laughs) is only fitting to the Howling 3, which goes off track about five times.
0: And at one point, it came from Uranus. Yes. That weird film within the film bit.
4: Fantastic film within a film. The advertisement for the film try to make that look like that was howling 3 yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's really weird
0: i mean it's really weird all around it's absolutely
1: really. yeah it's, it's just
0: weird. there was a lot of cocaine in the 1980s i think was a lot of cocaine <laughs>
1: but at the end of this film they're trying to do the werewolf rampage thing like at the end of the first howling Except mm. the werewolves are actually Tasmanian tigers or the thyracine, I think yeah. they're called the Tasmanian the, wolves. Yeah, Tasmanian wolves. Except they weren't. Re- well, yeah, they're they're
0: real. They're they're. They, no, I know, that, I know. They're oh, they're, yeah.
1: they're real. Yeah, I've seen a stuffed one in the museum. That's not a very good story, is it really? Um, but yeah, I know that they were.
0: <laughs> of course, they're all stuffed by the time I finish. That. Wait,
1: I completely forget what my point was. Yeah, it's proper mad and it's very much a kind of like, a, yeah, all right, I'm going to make this film and I'm going to make this as insane as possible. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional or if it was just a let's make this up as we go along and have a good laugh in Sydney and surrounding areas.
2: I think maybe it was because I love the fact that one of the last shots that we see is a wolf hand crushing an Academy Award. (laughs) But no (laughs) fucking chance,
1: mate. Doesn't it open on like a Tasmanian tiger doing the MGM roar? Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that made me laugh more than it
2: should have done. It's the only Aussie comedy horror that I've seen that made me laugh a lot.
1: What's weird at the end, it's just like, oh, there's weird marsupials everywhere, but it's all a little bit kind of hippie and peace and love. And i like, no, they're living quietly in America. And
0: Yeah, so basically he wanted to end the film with a 15-minute gentle drama about how these weird marsupials can just live a normal life. Mm. And that's why the ending of the film is so fucking boring. <laughs> because he just deliberately wanted to make it a boring ending.
2: Mm. But it felt a lot like a lot of Aussie dramas uh of the, the era. Like stuff like the Thornbirds was really big in the eighties that had that kind of epic family saga feel to it. And that's what the last 15 minutes of that Hadling three really reminded me of.
0: Uh, moving on to another Everett Deroche script, uh, because he also Wrote Long Weekend and Storm Warning, as we said. 1978's Patrick, in which the titular coma patient telekinetically kills people and gets a nurse to give him a (laughs) handjob. Perfectly normal film. So, (laughs) Carrie never managed that, did (laughs) she?
4: It thinks it's too clever with its whole bit where the entrance sign has turned into a yeah. <laughs> trance. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That is Why? clever. Do you not think that's clever?
4: Nah. No. It's, just, it's, it, a, it's a nice touch. It's, it's too on the
0: nose. It came out the same year as the Medusa touch, which is very mm. similar.
1: There's a lot of telekinesis around then.
0: Yeah, it's not as good. But Patrick's eyes, Patrick's eyes are the thing, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Mm. I
0: mean, real Marty Feldman shit going on there.
1: Who is that guy
2: who plays Patrick? Because he's never been in anything else. Where Where did they find him? He was in the bed already.
4: <laughs> he just got he just, yeah. nah, he's in a coma it's all right just
3: keep him there spitting <laughs> i didn't like this film because like we watched it and then um i'd be like oh do you want a cup of tea and jack would just go pff. It's like don't do that oh uh, the, yeah the, 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 the spitting he wouldn't thing. actually spit but he kept doing the pff, pff, pff. it's like yeah. for fuck's sake
0: is that out Sorry, of his like, mouth or out of his cock when you gave him a hand job under the uh, street? why we, did I say that? <laughs>
3: we might have recreated that scene and then started laughing. Um, no, I've got to really watch what I say now because one of my work colleagues said, "Oh, I looked up your podcast, and it's like oh, he's just yeah. going to get podcasts oh, no. about me wanking off my boyfriend, going poop poop."
2: So. <laughs> It's <laughs> a bit like the Star Wars sound effect with the yeah. laser
1: <laughs> it has a very weird atmosphere and I think that a lot of that is to do with the performances being quite stagey mm. so I don't know if they were mm. like theatre people but a lot of them are either British or they have the sort of old school as I believe Australians call it the ABC accent so the Australian Broadcasting yeah. Corporation where it's, mm. it's sort mm. of very kind of clipped and reserved and so on and considering all the mad shit that's going on it's kind of an interesting sort of disconnect
2: it is a very clipped and reserved kind of film, it, mm. like you say, there's there's mad shit on paper. Yeah, but it, I I thought it was a really dry and boring movie, which is why I was so happy to learn that there was an Italian remake of it called Patrick mm. Still Lives, which is so wonderful. Like mm. I'd, I'd spent all week watching these diabolically dull Australian movies, and then I put on Patrick Still Lives, and it was like, oh, I've been quenched. It it was just beautiful. It was so insane. It was everything that Patrick promised to be and wasn't.
0: And you know what it is, Briany? It's It's an Italian sex film. Sex film. What's
3: of all the spitting from Patrick's mouth?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Patrick doesn't spit in this. No, just jizz instead. He jizzes. <laughs>
0: no, uh, you might as well
1: <laughs> do that twice if you can hear me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's weird the guy they got to <laughs> play Patrick in the Italian version he's got the same hair, but his eyes just cannot do it
2: uh, so instead they use like superimposed green laser eyes that kind of floats yeah.
1: it's amazing so, so fucking is it really cool. now this sounds really it's f- amazing. i I need to track this down the. It's fun. so good
3: does it have sound effects that go boo 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 boo, boo,
0: boo. yeah yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say it
0: does uh, when we do hospital horror we're definitely covering patrick still lives
3: patrick is just Garf merengue mm, like,
0: i can see that hello doctor
3: I can, yeah I can oh see no that. the typewriter it's typing <laughs> yeah.
4: when the doctor goes to hit patrick with the chair he gets knocked back into the <laughs> wall but the wall bounces, so you can just see it's a whole set, but they decide like, to put the camera above to see the wall wobbling. And I was like, nah, that's just
3: Wait, Luke, what about your favourite sound effect? Oh
4: my favourite yeah. sound effect is um, just two fart noises in this. The first time when they walk downstairs and just someone randomly just a fart noise just appears
0: now. <laughs> yeah, I've no got hang on, I've got the clip here.
1: Doctor, it's Patrick. You know it's him, don't you?
0: Right, yeah, so now they're walking down the stairs to the cellar. power failure there's the cause of your power failure <laughs>
4: it's just like it's meant to be this really dramatic scene where you see that the woman's just been burnt to all her skin yeah. and then just just a fart noise happens before that and it and, really and that's out apparently the happening.
0: cause of the power failure so yeah Have you got then, the, I'm, yeah i'm hoping the you've got the, got the one
4: with part. the um with the axe
0: yeah well. yeah so yeah yeah because yeah. like yeah you know, then the doctor takes the fire axe and tries to break down a door and but Patrick telekinetically repels it and for some reason makes the sound of diarrhoea. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like someone
4: did just fine to a microphone and they went, just put the phaser effect on it? We use, yes, we use yes. So if you
0: notice the other one as well, I, I picked up on another one as well.
3: I prefer to think we're helping the sick and injured.
0: Oh. I consider I've had a damn good day if I don't make anybody worse. <laughs> I used to be two states. Great advances in medical
2: science. The man dies. Nice. And now you just <laughs> a cunt. I feel
3: too rich. Oh God.
0: <laughs> I think it's the parties, mate. Yeah, I'd blame the parties too. What <laughs> oh, fuck? No, uh, is that the? Has you got the? Fart oh, machine? Luke's brought his book of farts back. Wow, that, that that's. Uh... Glass from the ass. Way! (laughs) It's (laughs) blasting the arse. (laughs) Excellent. I'm not sure we've heard from the fart book since episode... Have you got a spreadsheet? 28! (laughs) (laughs) All right. As was the case with Long Weekend, Patrick got a remake a few years ago, as also did 1982's Turkey Shoot, a dystopian sci-fi movie.
1: It's a little bit Garth Marenghi, this one as well. There's some very, very (laughs) interesting acting choices going on. Well, The woman is just like, I don't know what I've done. I am fine. Oh no! And that's her
3: whole (laughs) tone for the rest of the movie.
0: Turkey Street is like well, it was marketed as like a comedy horror, but it's really kind of dystopian and quite Mm. realistic. In these culture war days, I think like you know this this could almost happen. Have you ever seen *Punishment Park*? I bet you have, CJ. I haven't, actually, no. Oh, okay. Well, it's like that. It's like a more mainstream version of Punishment Park, which is quite an experimental oh. film. And Steve back stars in it, and he's awful. Oh, he's always he always, he's he always is. He's always awful. so bad in everything. Yeah. And it's directed by Brian Trenchard-Smith, who I feel like we should have seen lots of his films before, but I'm not sure. I was looking through his filmography. In 2006, he made a film called In Her Line of Fire, which just sounds like someone was having a go at the Clint Eastwood film, In the Line of Fire. Like, in the line of fire. In her line of fire.
3: <laughs> <laughs> in your mum's line of fire. I was going to
0: say, yeah. Uh... Well, one more before we reach our second feature, taking a completely different tack. It's the fake documentary found footage spookfest, Lake Mungo. Um, I like this. As fake documentaries go, I think, technically, it's very convincing.
3: Hmm. It looks great. Yeah, it was just a really good spooky little traditional ghost story. Hmm no one agrees
0: I don't I mean I I think it's It's an
1: interesting mix this film because yeah it does do the traditional ghost story stuff well and I think the the fact that it it doesn't look like found footage it looks like it's a telly documentary Mm -hmm. which is quite cool so you've got a lot of like sort of unnecessary but nice slow-mo shots of the sun coming up and so on but I don't know why they have the storyline of the teenage girl who died that she's been shagging the neighbours and it may have been consensual it may not have been but then they just completely drop that Mm.
0: it's not very well written is it it's like there's that bit where he suddenly discovers in one of the hoax videos that he was making Mm. because the the brother's making videos that turn out to be hoaxes and then he suddenly notices looking back on them a crouching figure in the corner and that's should be absolutely (laughs) suspenseful and horrifying but they tell you exactly who it is immediately
1: Yeah,
4: I think what worked for me the most with this is that you have all that build up of oh all these things in the house are completely fake the sun's setting all that up with mirrors and stuff to make you believe that's happening Uh, the photos are fake and then that neighbour but the thing that always got me the first time I saw this is when you do actually watch the mobile footage mm. and it's her mm. walking along. And I don't know why the first time I saw it, that face that appears on the mobile footage did just creep me out.
1: Oh, that is eerie, yeah. It's
0: one of those things, isn't it, if you find that sort of thing creepy. But it's 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 just, that's that's the point where it just turns into a standard... CJ looks like he's drifted into a coma. Do you not like this? Actually, CJ looks like he's wearing those glasses from the 80s you'd put on in in class, so it looks like you're interested, but actually you're asleep. (laughs) I've
2: got one of those uh, (laughs) curved monitors, and weirdly it just seems to reflect in the the glasses. But no, I mean, slipping into a coma was pretty much what I did when I watched Lake Mungo, because it really (laughs) feels like one of those... it, It feels like it could slot very nicely into 2021's... Crop of, you know, whatever you want to call them, elevated genre of movies where absolutely nothing happens. There's a lot of mumbling and it's all a big metaphor for grief.
0: And we're going to stick with school kids for our second feature now, which is Sean Burns' 2009 film, The Loved Ones.
1: Do you go to the dance with me? I'm
0: done with Holly. Guess who asked me to the dance? Tell
2: me, who is she? I'll never tell.
1: Pretty as a picture. What are you looking at?
2: Bring the hammer, Daddy. This year's queen of the dances, Lola Stone! Love is like a flame,
1: your brains and turns you
0: into one of them happy happy Love her. as revenge for not going to the school dance with his daughter a man abducts a teenage boy so that she can spend the evening torturing him instead uh, meanwhile the boy's best mate sits in his car getting stoned with a hot goth girl which <laughs> for much. me is the more fun part of the film <laughs> <laughs> It would be hard to be less
2: fun.
3: Oh, I like this one. Those
0: bits with Jamie and Mia in the car, I mean, they're, they're enjoyable. I'd rather watch a film about them, really.
3: Well, that was sort of where the comedy came from. And then they, like, lazily dragged it together by going, oh, she drinks and fucks because her brother went missing. Yes, yes her brother was one of the victims. Yeah, Yeah, so, it's like, yeah. oh... But it's just don't cheapen female exploration and sexuality. Be going, oh, she's got trauma. That's why Mm. she does this. It's like uh, that's
2: why she's a goth. Yeah, I mean, why else would she dress like that?
0: Yeah, (laughs) must
2: be traumatized. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's trauma.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I've always felt the the opening is a bit odd. The father and son hit one of the like other people at the beginning of the film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like why was she? If that's happening, why was that meant to be the gran was bringing back people at that point? Or who was it meant to be that's bringing back?
1: It's only like a few months earlier, so... That was the brother of the
3: goth girl. I think
0: she does seem to get through a lot of them.
3: Yeah. And she's only like sixteen, so
0: mm. basically I find it it's fine until like until um Brent gets abducted and we find out why and what's going on. And it's just one of those films that I just completely get taken out of it because it's just not convincing at all. I just don't believe it in um Lola and her dad's relationship, their, their livelihood, their their lifestyle. I mean, you know, I just don't it just it's so stupid. It's bollocks. And also it's like the torture at the start. It, it seems like, you know, the Monty Python Spanish Inquisition sketch. You know, it's like, oh, he's, he's being made to sit at a table, being fed some chicken or whatever. fetch like
1: the comfy chair.
0: Yeah, oh, we're gonna take your knob out and make you have a piss into a cup. Oh no, because having a piss is always such torture.
2: He had had his vocal cords uh, bleached out at that point, which is very unpleasant.
0: But then, like, even like cutting him with a standing knife, he finds cutting himself with a standing knife is a relief. So it's, it's like the torture is not working on him, um which I guess is slightly the point because that's how he overcomes it and escapes. But pff, I don't know. It, 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 it's fine until it's not fine.
1: I want the stuff with Lola and her dad to be more um, campy because it almost gets there. There's almost a hint that it's going to go down either a weird, disturbing David Lynch route or a John Waters route. Yeah,
2: and it doesn't do either. It, it no, it just, doesn't. For me, it was just like Hands and Love. It's just another film where one person tortures another and there's a couple of times where you think, oh, will they get out? I mean, you check the run time. It's like, oh, no, 40 minutes. They won't get out. 60 minutes? 80. Mm, no. <laughs> yes, they're going to get out. I just find that a really, really boring narrative. And it it is really unpleasant as well. And and it's weird how a lot of people who criticise torture movies seem to like this one. I don't get that, because I I feel like if you turned Lola into John Jarrett, uh, then this would be a really, really gross film. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. If this was a man versus a woman, it would be a completely different tone. But but they don't Mm. do enough with her being a woman to Mm. actually justify Mm. it. Literally all they do is just... Gender swap, they don't actually have a substantial character for Lola But do they have a substantial character for men torturing women? Well no, but but that's what I mean, so those movies are stupid and this movie is equally stupid I like Lola's bright blue
0: mascara Mm. and I like yeah that's really nice and I, <laughs> I, like the, I like the ending when they go out on the road in the daylight at the end I think that's very good
1: oh that is very good yeah the slow
2: motion it's done really well it's like i to love that's all slow motion as well which takes you back to what you were saying about Guth Marenghi you know when you want to pad out the runtime, just make it slow motion
0: <laughs>
3: I just think it's a, an important and good film like I enjoyed it I mean it was sold to me as it were from the description as like just general girl goes mad at prom but I, I think it's a bit more important than that, and um, I think especially at the time it was made. I'm sorry, I haven't got any jokes. So I'll do a knob joke at the end. But um, there was a lot of torture porn films. There's a lot of like women getting tortured, and it was interesting to watch it in hindsight and go, yeah, it was interesting to see a final guy. It was interesting to guy get tortured. It was interesting to see a female character who's literally just mad Mm. and i think that's why a lot of people like it
4: yeah i think i'd compare it to um star wars the phantom menace Um,
3: (laughs) (laughs) all right who's the equivalent of not just the prom date but the spring date and the winter ball date too i dated them all that's a phantom menace joke
0: sure our listeners will be rolling in the aisles they will, they will for some reason listening to this in somewhere that has aisles, on a train for example or (laughs) an aeroplane
1: on a train where people are watching loads of films with shagging in
0: (laughs) or it's a funeral
3: (laughs) if you find yourself behind a man watching
0: shagging films, please
3: tweet at (laughs) Devil Time Spine. it's probably (laughs) Cliff
0: well I think uh, on that note it's time to sell that part of the show to rack off so that we can play <laughs> scary noises.
4: <laughs>
0: and Struth, the old crew is back together. So it's CJ and Bryony versus Emily and Luke. Here's your first pair of scary noises. John, adolescence can be a difficult time. It's normal
2: to be interested in the world and all of its problems. It's normal to be drawn to death and murder. But unfortunately, you can go too far down that road. Too far away from, well, normal thoughts.
0: Nothing? Uh, not a it's, it's the music Patrick. Right. Nope. Is the music Killing Ground? It isn't. Nah. No. Uh, the music was 100 Bloody Acres. The dialogue was I am not a serial killer. Number two. Go here. do the... you know
1: Fox what that on... means. No idea. Yeah? Ah! That's okay, that's okay, I'm hey, alright oh, You're oh, strong Hey, what are you doing? Ow, you're a little aggressive there, don't you think? Cuphead What's cuphead? Cuphead I don't know what that means Foo-hei. No fuhe, I don't want a fuhe No fuhe ah!
4: The dialogue is Final Destination 5
0: It is, well done,
3: yeah Ah. Uh, Music CJ, do you want me, for all <laughs> time's sake?
2: Yeah, could you send yeah. it to me, please?
3: I could <laughs>
0: so you're listening to something else in your headphones. Like no, this is me warming up. I'm warming up it's
3: been eight months. It's been eight months. And now I've forgotten how it goes. It goes... Oh, well, that
2: sounds like Killing Ground. <laughs>
3: I'm from Australia.
0: Definitely, definitely Killing Ground. It's not, it's Hounds of Love. Oh, Oh, so close. I think a lot of these might have a kind of didgeridoo undertone is the thing. (laughs) Oh, that's what they call me on the streets. (laughs) Didgeridoo undertone? (laughs) That's your whore name, is it? Yeah. so when you when your colleague at work listens to this episode (laughs) he's gonna go i didn't realize you had a whore name
3: you're calling it a whore name because you're a misogynist i'm calling it my working name
0: (laughs) she did
1: say working name she didn't say what kind of working
0: yeah yeah whore work
1: i could be an accountant for all your name an accountant of the night.
2: Still there's, there's a double entry joke in there somewhere. Probably, oh, yeah, yeah, it? yeah, of course. Another one to make it.
3: <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm going to get sacked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they love that kind of humor on the building site. <laughs>
1: what do you mean you're a fucking accountant? Fuck
0: <laughs> all. all right, number three. Good. 3%. Are you trying to say
1: that someone deliberately put this in the water supply? Who would be crazy enough to do such a thing?
0: I don't think it's the work of some nut, besides you'd have to pour the exact same amount in each of the animal's troughs. It doesn't make sense, especially since all the water in the troughs has
2: changed regularly. Yeah, CJ. Is the dialogue from I Drink Your Blood... Oh, fuck no, it's Wild Beasts, isn't it?
0: I'll let you have it. (laughs) It's Wild Beasts.
2: I knew that there was some kind of like LSD or PCP in the uh, and I was like, oh, I drink your blood. That, but that's the meat pies. This is the animals before they go in the meat pies. Wild
0: beasts. <laughs> no one's putting zoo animals in meat pies. <laughs> 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 anyway, did you get the music? Uh,
3: Briny. Oh, yeah, it's uh, the, the popular film Briny, directed by Briny.
0: No, 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 you have to do the, uh, the didgeridoo undertone. Oh, okay.
3: Mwah. Hang on. <laughs> Wow, wow wow wow
1: wow wow that is, wow, that is
0: killing wow, ground wow, 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 it's wow, not killing ground no wow. uh luke and emily did you get the music do you want to hear it again yes please yeah good three percent
1: are you trying to say that someone deliberately put this in the water supply <laughs> who would be crazy enough to do such a
0: thing i don't think it's the work of some nut besides you'd have to pour the exact same amount in each of the animals troughs it doesn't make sense, especially since all the water in the troughs has changed regularly.
1: Is it Waking Fright?
0: It is Waking Fright, yes. Well
3: done. Uh, see, I wouldn't have got that without Donald Pleasance going, Hello, I'm a drug doctor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you want to fuck? Do you want to bomb me? Can I bomb you?
3: <laughs> What's a kangaroo meeting in my arse? Yeah. I love you.
0: <laughs> uh, halfway stage it is 2-1 to Luke and Emily. Here's number four.
2: No, please do it.
3: for any um no i've got this wrong it sounds like it's the shit cgi kangaroo killing from wolf freak 2 but it's it not. Is not the
4: dialogue is um storm warning
0: it is did you get the music
4: it didn't sound like music it i could just hear
0: yeah that's
3: spot on to be honest i would have done that all
0: right um so i think uh ooh. Where are we? Because cause weirdly, Brian, you passed that over to Luke. Um, well, so, I mean... I don't think anyone's going to get the music. Yeah, I'll, play, I'll play it through.
2: No, please do it! That's fishing,
4: baby. Uh, is it irreversible?
0: No.
2: Is it Howling too?
0: No. No, it was, um, The Sadness.
4: Oh, when was, where was that? Oh,
0: the subway, the subway attack scene.
4: Ah, crap, that's why I was hearing the, um, stuff moving.
0: Stuff moving, yeah.
4: It sounded like a dream. I, I, don't, I don't even it's, remember. To me, it sounded
1: like so a tiny rave happening at the bottom of a well. <laughs> like, I don't think that's a film. That's just a thing that I've just. I'm very tired.
3: Attack of the tiny rave that happens at the bottom of a well.
0: Uh. <laughs> All right, number five. do realise what this means, Sharp. A new species of humor. This is the discovery Yes, Is that Emily?
1: Yeah, the dialogue is Howling Three.
0: It is. Music.
1: Uh, I don't know because I was excited about getting the dialogue
0: It sounded 70s but um, mm.
4: I, know it's, I know it's not one of these movies Can we so... hear it again?
0: Yeah you can, CJ and Bryony realise what this means, Sharp? A new species of humour This is going to be the greatest scientific discovery of all
2: time A live alien species a marsupial human that has evolved in secrecy, simultaneously with its species. The is
1: young a pinch.
2: It's an
3: Italian sex film. This is all I know. It's an Italian sex film. Yeah. Oh, why is there so much cum on Jennifer's tits? Like, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but in an Italian accent. Like... What is it? Is it Erotic Nights of the Living Dead?
0: Nah, it's Shock.
3: Uh, oh, box. Okay. Also known as Someone's oh. juice on Jennifer's Head. No, not going <laughs> <known> as that. <laughs> All
0: right, and uh, 4 1 so far to Luke and Emily. So you can draw level, CJ and Bryony, if you can get both of these. Promiscuity among deviants, while not encouraged, is permitted within reason. However, pregnant. Bryony. A um, uh, turkey shoot is a dialogue. Yep.
3: Yeah, go on. CJ, are you ready for this? Go on. Do-do-do-do! I'm an oboe I'm an oboe
4: It sounds like you're doing Coronation Street right now
2: does not it?
3: Don't interrupt my process
2: Never stop in the middle of a hoedown
3: I'm an oboe Spooky Spooky
0: Obsessed so book. Is, is it
2: like I'm going to take a wild guess and go with hereditary?
0: It's not hereditary, no, no, no. <sighs> Luke and Emily, can you get this music? Promiscuity among deviants, while not encouraged, is permitted within reason. However, pregnancy is a punishable offense. Deviants may not reproduce until their deviation is purged and they have been readmitted to society. Pregnant females will be aborted and then sterilized. Male deviants
4: responsible for such pregnancies. I now know that it's from the opening titles, but I can't think what and I feel like it's a camera going through a house again. Mm.
0: The crucial thing is what film? I it's not (laughs) which part of the film do these come from.
4: I'm seeing it in my head, but
0: Going through a house you think? Yeah. Mm. Come on, come (laughs) up with an answer. (laughs) You've won anyway. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It was the fury. The fury. What? The Fury. What? The Fury. Oh. The Fury. Oh, the Fury. Bloody Brian furious. De Palme is The Fury.
1: But surely the full title is The Fury That Goes Through a House <laughs> on the way to a tiny <laughs> rave at the bottom of a well.
2: <laughs> Isn't that the new Oz Perkins film? Well? i feel <laughs>
3: i feel the, the little girl that lives in the house with a
0: all well at the bottom of it with a rave <laughs> with, a <bassoon. laughs> with a bassoon final score four two to luke and emily <laughs> that luke and emily is the first time you've won in five months <laughs> What, really? <laughs> yeah. You can thank me later. Uh well that's about everything. Who's got stuff they want to plug? I'm doing a massive walk, which is terrifying,
3: therefore appropriate for a horror podcast.
0: Um mm. but no,
3: I'm doing a, a marathon from Brighton to Eastbourne in aid of Macmillan cancer support. Um as you regular listeners know, we've lost some very important people to cancer over the last year. Um, I've lost important people as well. Macmillan support people who have cancer or are going through cancer. They help them accessing care and services. So, um, if you Google Just Giving and then Bryony, which is B R Y O N Y, and then Bisset, which is my real name, um, um, which is B I S S E T, I know, right? So B I S S E T. So just giving um, and yeah, I'm doing a 26 mile hike from Brighton to Eastbourne in order to raise money for Macmillan Cancer Support. So any support would be hugely appreciated because I fucking hate walking uh, and (laughs) I hate the outdoors, um, but I will be listening to all of our back podcasts because we're great. Um, Oh yeah. And then I might give Give up halfway and have a little cry. Um, but yeah hopefully i'll make it all the ways but
2: yeah <laughs> that's what people always do when they listen to this podcast
0: <laughs> yeah pissing themselves laughing with tears or yeah. whatever the phrase is
3: out of your eye holes
0: cj now that people can't hear you on this very much anymore sadly it's been brilliant having you back though uh where can people hear you or see you uh, these the, days I'm, I'm doing fuck all You're doing doing that metal thing You're doing that this day in metal thing
2: Yeah if you want to read stuff about metal uh, Or see pictures of my cats I am CJ Lyons on Twitter Good good good
0: Uh, And next month Emily has chosen for us Scary puppets and creepy dolls Uh, She's picked Stuart Gordon's dolls As one of our features Um, Obviously Emily and Luke you won Scary Noises So Luke do you want to pick another feature For that one
4: I'll be fun and I'll pick
0: Annabelle Creation (laughs) for the other
3: feature. <laughs> Oof. Dick.
0: Oof. A good film and a bad film then Dolls and Annabelle creation I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not next coming month. back <laughs> <laughs> Why not get in touch with us on Twitter At DevilX5 and tell us which puppets and dolls You find the scariest or even better Why not make little dolls of the five of us And <laughs> we'll do our best We'll do our best to possess them for you <laughs> <laughs> Could yeah. happen they might do it. I would, might I would love to see someone do that. Well, smells like that bunyip's finished barbecuing. Who wants to come with me and get stuffed in the bush? <laughs> Thanks for listening.